What did people in the Middle Ages really find funny? It would seem that these same things have been found to be amusing right across the ages. Many of the riddles that the medievals told have double entendres, and the jokes are rude with references to sex and bodily functions. No one was exempt from being the target of a medieval joke. Stupid husbands, unfaithful wives, bishops, royalty, even yo mama. In today's episode, we're going to try something a little different and reel off a compilation of medieval jokes and humour. Welcome to Medieval Madness. Rude Riddles A very famous manuscript was written in Anglo-Saxon England in around the late 10th century. The anthology of poetry written in Old English is known as the Exeter Book. Many of these riddles are instructive in nature, and because the book was written down by Catholic monks, the answers usually involve animals or things that occur in the natural world. But in amongst these moral riddles are several brain teasers with sexual overtones, and that might feel strange when we consider that these monks were supposedly pious and pure in thought. Let's face it, dirty riddles aren't really much different to dirty jokes. Here is one of the naughtier ones. See if you can guess it. Splendidly, it hangs by a man's thigh under the master's cloak. In front is a hole. It is stiff and hard, it has a godly place. When the young man, his own garment, lifts over his knee, he wishes to visit with the head of what hangs the familiar hole he had often filled with its equal length. Did you get it? That's right, the answer is a key. And if your brain went anywhere else, you clearly need Jesus. The answer is a key because it would hang under his cloak, probably on a chain tied around the waist. It's hard because the key is made from metal, and it has to be lifted up and entered into a keyhole. Joke Books These next two jokes are from Francesco Petrarca, who was one of the first great Italian humanists. The first is actually a joke from ancient Rome, but it was very popular with the medievals and was found in one of Leonardo da Vinci's notebooks. The first joke goes that the famous artist Lucius Malleus had very ugly children. He was dining with a friend who saw the children and remarked, Your children are not as attractive as your paintings, Malleus. To which Malleus replied, Well, that's true, but it's because I make pictures in the daylight and children in the dark. Another joke was about the poet Dante, who was well known throughout his life for his sharp humour. Dante was dining with some guests from the nobility. The lord of the manor was stuffed full with wine and food and was sweating profusely. He wouldn't stop talking and was saying all sorts of stupid, pointless things, and much of it was lies. Dante quietly listened for a long time, indignant. Finally, believing that Dante's silence meant that he approved of his chatter, the Lord grabbed hold of Dante with his sweaty hand and said, What? Don't you agree that a man who speaks the truth doesn't have to work at it? To which Dante quickly replied, I was just wondering why you were sweating so much. But it was Poggio Bracciolini who provided us with his most famous joke book that is still read today. Poggio was an Italian scholar who spent a lot of his life working for the papacy, where he served a total of seven popes. He printed the Facici, which translates from the Latin as the word humour. His first anthology of jokes in 1470, which he wrote because he believed that, quote, 
It is proper and almost a matter of necessity that our mind, weighed down by a variety of cares and anxieties, should now and then enjoy relaxation from its constant labour and be incited to cheerfulness and mirth by some humorous recreation. Most of the jokes are directed at corrupt clergymen, stupid peasants, and the, quote, insatiable sexual appetites of women. The following are a few of the stories found in his book. Naughty Girl A young Florentine woman was about to give birth. She was in a lot of pain, so the midwife, with a candle in her hand, bent down to have a look at the woman's private parts to see if the baby was coming. Look on the other side, said the poor woman. My husband has sometimes taken that road. The Fat Abbot The Abbot of Septimo was quite the corpulent man, or in other words, incredibly fat. He was on his way into Florence one evening when he asked the peasant, do you think I will be able to enter the gate? What he actually meant was, do you think I will be able to get to the city before they close the gates for the night? But the country worker, who had noticed the man's size, said, Of course you will, a cartload of hay can get through, so why shouldn't you? The Bird Net A Florentine youth went down to the River Arno with one of the nets that the women used to wash wool. A young boy who saw him there asked, What sort of birds are you going to catch with that net? The youth replied, I'm going to the outlet of the brothel to spread my net there and catch your mother. Then be sure to search carefully, the boy snapped back, for you will surely find yours there too. Which isn't too different to the conversations I had as a kid. The Bishop's Teeth There was an old bishop who complained that he had lost many teeth. Of the ones he had left, they were loose and he was afraid that they would fall out soon as well. Don't be afraid, they won't fall, assured one of his friends. And why not? asked the bishop. His friend answered, Because my testicles have been hanging loose for over 40 years as though they were going to fall off, but here they still are. The Debt A Florentine man that I knew was in Rome and needed to buy a horse. He went to the trader who wanted 25 gold ducats in cash. Price was far too high for my friend, so he made a counteroffer of 15 ducats, cash, and to owe the rest. The trader agreed. The following day, the horse dealer asked for the outstanding balance, but my friend refused to pay it, saying, It was settled. We had an agreement that I was to be your debtor. If I was to pay you, then I would no longer be so. Little old wine drinker me. An eminent wine connoisseur caught a fever which made him even thirstier than usual. Several doctors came to help him and were discussing how to rid the sick man of both his fever and his thirst. Busy yourselves with the fever only, said the man. I'll take good care of the thirst. Child Prodigy A Roman cardinal named Angelotto had a nasty disposition. During Pope Eugene's visit to Florence, a very clever ten-year-old child paid him a compliment. Angelotto was astonished at the child's enthusiasm and questioned him closely. But the child was able to answer each question correctly. Cardinal Angelotto turned to his assistants and said, those who show such wit and proficiency from childhood, when they get older, their intelligence declines and they become fools in their old age. Quick as a flash, the child replied, Well, then you must have been outstanding in wisdom and knowledge when you were young. Finding Wisdom The very famous Bolognese doctor Giovanni Andrea was having intercourse with his maid servant when he was caught by his wife. The lady was horrified at the unwanted scandal and asked her husband, where now, Giovanni, is that precious wisdom? Here in this hole, was his quick reply. And very comfortable it is, too. 
unbelievable. A priest was preaching a sermon to his congregation. He was telling the story of Jesus when he fed the 5,000 with just five loaves of bread. But the priest said 500 people by mistake instead of 5,000. His clerk quickly whispered to him, calling attention to his slip-up. But the priest turned to him, saying, Be quiet, you fool. They'll find it hard enough to believe it was 500. Always tell the truth. Two friends were out together walking along the streets of Florence. One of them, who was tall but plump and with a weathered complexion, noticed a young woman passing by with her mother. There passes a charming and lovely beauty, he said jokingly. A shame that cannot be said of you, the girl retorted pertly. Yes, it could, the man answered, if a person lied, just as I have done. Little Piggy At a village in the region of Picerno, it was tradition that when a pig was killed in the winter, that everyone in the neighbourhood was to be invited to dinner. One particularly mean farmer wanted to avoid the expense and asked his friend what he should do. Tomorrow, you need to tell everybody that your pig has been stolen during the night, said his friend. And that is exactly what his friend did. He stole the farmer's pig that night without his knowledge. The next day, the farmer realized that his pig was missing and ran straight to his friend's house, shouting that his pig had been stolen. Well done, said his friend. That's exactly what I told you to say. Catching the Breeze Cardinal de Conti was a very corpulent man who had been out hunting. At noon, he came to the table for dinner. As it was the height of summer, he was perspiring a lot and asked for someone to cool him down with a fan. The servants had all left the room, so he turned to Avado Lupi, the apostolic secretary, to help him. I'm not sure how to help you, said the secretary. Never mind, said the cardinal, just do whatever you think will work. With that, the secretary lifted his leg and let out the most booming fart from the very depths of his bowels, saying, That is how I make a breeze for myself. Everyone in attendance naturally fell into fits of laughter. Here today, gone tomorrow. And this final joke was written by the 14th century Belgian poet, Jean de Conde. A game of truth was being played at court by the queen and her entourage. The queen asks one of the knights, Have you fathered any children? To which he replies, I am afraid not. The queen nods in agreement and says, Yes, you do not look like the sort of man that could please a woman when you hold her naked in your arms. Your little beard is just like the sort of fuzz that a woman has in a private place, and it is easy to see from the condition of the hay whether the pitchfork is any good. Quickly, the knight asks, Lady, answer me truthfully. Is there any hair between your legs? To which the queen answers, None at all. Quickly, the knight snaps back, I believe you, for grass does not grow on a well-beaten path. Thank you for watching this episode of Medieval Madness. A little different from our usual format, so please let us know below if you enjoyed it, and leave a comment with your favourite jokes, I'd love to read them, medieval or otherwise. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. Cheers!